Welcome to Atlanta Mix 108. Up next is Author Talk with your host, Emma Rustruck. But first, a song you can only find on Atlanta Mix 108. Ready for Your Love by Seacal and Ashley Colazzo. For your love, don't wanna waste your time. It's you I want forever, and forever's a long time. I'm ready for your love. I wanna spend my time with you and no one else until the end of time. Cause I'm ready for your love. Don't wanna waste your time. It's you I want forever, and forever's a long time. Cause I'm ready for your love. I wanna spend my time with you and no one else until the end of time. I'm ready for your morning. What's wrong? You know, I've just been thinking lately, like, I mean, there's this girl, you know, that I like, but, I mean, my homies, they're telling me, basically, you know, to do my own thing. You don't listen to anyone. You listen to your heart. Do what sets your soul on fire. Don't listen to them. I can't believe that you really made me stop pitching. And though I think about it, yeah, it got me tripping. And now I'm having visions of you and me forever. They say it's locked down. I say it makes me better. My boo gon' love this. Homies gon' think it's cheesy. But I'm still in the hood. And I'm still talking greasy. I just found something real. Someone that I could chill. Without no problems, no drama. Someone I really feel. What was this man without? You see, you became my world. You sexy lady drive me crazy. You my favorite girl. No more wildin' with the homies and hanging in the clubs. Cause God sent me an angel, yeah, sent from above. Don't wanna waste your
so amazing. And, uh, and I'm so glad you came into my life, girl. Yeah. Just when I think I can learn to love one, I imagine myself all alone and you're gone. Ready for your love, don't wanna waste your time. Wish you are what forever, forever's a long time. I'm ready for your love, I wanna spend my time with you and no one else until the end of time. Cause I'm ready for your love, don't wanna waste your time. Thank you for having me. See, the weather worked out perfectly for this broadcast today. Oh, absolutely. We do need a, a dark and gloomy setting for this interview here. <laughs> of course, I find that's always the best way to read a horror story. So let's talk about your newest book. Her name is, and per, pronounce the name for me, please. Uh, Mercy. Yeah, the um, her name is Mercy. The the spelling throws a little throws people off sometimes. Um, the I E on the end. I, I got that because uh, my mother and her sisters, uh, their names all end with I E. So I had to honor them like that. Well, that is a great honor for your family. Well, thank you. Now, um, yeah, we could. <laughs> I've only been able to read a few pages here and there just to prepare for the interview today. Unfortunately, I need to have more time to sit down like eight hours to read this book front to back. So it's one of those kind of books. <laughs> yeah, it goes very, very quick. Uh, it's a novella. Her name is Marcy. is a novella. And uh, the rest of the stories in the collection are short and one's a flash piece. So it's very quick for you, yes, very quick. So, what g- gave you the idea to write this one? Well, her name is Mercy. It was actually, I wanted to base the character on a person that I, I know, a real person. And uh, they had they had a rough life growing up. They had... Um, uh, self-confidence issues, and they were uh, they were often bullied, and um, yeah, they had they went to college, and they didn't do anything with their college education. They they worked at a uh, they worked at a job that was uh, very normal and boring, and uh, they they had no ambition to do anything else in life. And then um, a lot of exciting things started to happen, and uh, a lot of criminal things. And they, they ended up getting into crime, and so uh, some of it is based on a real person. And then it took a different direction. After I brought this to the attention of the person, they they did not really, they were not really feeling it too much, and so I had to change a lot of things. But initially, it started based on a real person. 
That is very interesting. And we always hear the truth is stranger than fiction. So it's odd that you sort of as a nonfiction book and then took it into a fiction book. Absolutely. But it's that cool at the same time. So. So the the fiction part of it, uh, Mercy is, she's a gas station attendant, and um, she lives with her parents. She is a biology major, and she has no interest in in doing anything with the college education. Uh, Content with her life working at a gas station, living with mom and dad, and then, uh, well, her parents get killed. Uh, They get pulled over at a, and during a traffic stop, police shoot and kill her parents. So her life takes a sudden downturn. She um, she loses her family's home. It's, it's foreclosed on. And, and then she goes to the bank to try to make things right on that. And she's unable to. The, the bank is unwilling to work with her. And, um, well, at that point, she, she feels she has nothing left to lose, and um, she ends up robbing the bank, and on the way out, she meets this kid, She's there's a kid stealing a radio out of her car, and so they, they, they team up, and uh, they have quite an adventure, I won't, I won't give any spoilers there, but um, it takes off really quick at that point, she ends up going to jail, and uh, the kid helps her out, that sort of thing, and so uh, they get into a lot of trouble afterwards. Now, before you started writing books, can I ask what you did for your day job? Uh, Led yeah. you into um, writing books or anything else? Oh well, no, actually, uh, I uh, when I was on the street, I was a mechanic. I was I was pretty good at it too. I, I started turning wrenches at an early age. I worked at my family's uh, junkyard growing up. And uh, my mom used to bring home, like, old lawnmowers and engines and stuff like that to keep my brother and I busy and keep us out of trouble. So, we, uh, yeah, we were little grease monkeys growing up. And um, during high school, I used to leave early to go to work at a junkyard and then later um, at a transmission shop. And so that's that's what I did. Um, I was... I was into trouble as well. I was selling drugs and that sort of thing, and that's what that's what led to me uh, going to prison. I'm, I've been serving a life sentence uh, since I was 18 years old. I'm uh, 37 now. Uh, I'm in Parchman Maximum Security Unit 29. Uh, I'm on high risk for two escapes. Um, so in my my past um, profession had really nothing to do with me starting to write. I I started writing in 2007. I was in Unit 32 in Supermax, and it was just a, an awful place to live, um, where you know guys were. It was just there's crime going on everywhere, and um, guys doing pen pal scams and money order scams and that sort of thing. And so, uh, yeah, it's you know the thing that I I really wanted to get into as far as as far as uh, being creative with my writing, it wasn't. I didn't. I wanted to get away from the scamming thing, the criminal activity, and do something productive. And so writing uh, became a thing for me. And so I started writing short stories. And 
there, of course, there were crime. Uh, mm-hmm. My personal experiences and a lot of crimes that I've learned since being in prison. And writing really has saved my life. Uh, that was uh, 11 years ago now. And since since those first short stories that I started writing, um, I've written seven books and numerous short stories. Um, I'm, a, I'm actually working for uh, Crime Wave Press. Uh, I do PR work for them. Um, I get the I represent the authors. I get them interviews, guest posts, uh, get book reviews for them, that sort of thing. Um, I uh, manage social media accounts, and I work for Near to the Knuckle as well. And I'm a partner in that publishing company, uh, doing the same type of work. And so it's it's really it's been a long journey from. Um, being a grease monkey to well, here. I'm see, telling you. Uh, see, you're not the first person I've interviewed that said writing has saved their life. Um, a few weeks ago, I interviewed a fella from California, and we were talking. He, he's not serving a life sentence, but he did do several years, and during those years, his books took flight in the cell as well, and he has created a life for himself now. So I, I see Many a common thing. You either have, you continue with the criminal activity or you do something productive with your life. It's all of, all of it is a choice. There's, there's no future in, in criminal activities in, in my experience. It took me a while to realize that. And it doesn't matter if you are at the street level with nickel and dime stuff, or you are at the billionaire level and with the crime families and cartels. Um, the, the future is prison or death. It's just it's one or two, and it's going to happen. You have to catch up to you. And so, you know, I realized, you know, hey, I don't want to be in prison. I don't want to die, and I don't care if I'm poor. I would rather flip burgers or sleep a parking lot, and and be free and be be clean than continue this life. So. Um, you know, I, uh, writing has uh, given me an outlet to, uh, I can still do my criminal stuff, actually, uh, just vicariously through my characters. I, I get that same thrill. And, you know, and so I can I can live the criminal life still and and get satisfaction from that. And uh, But I do it legally now. There we go. That's always a good thing, having a legal outlet for whatever your mind says you should be doing. And you can always write and rewrite and tell your story any way you want, and you don't have to do the normal activities. You can always invent new ones. Oh, man, it's uh, that's the, the best part of uh, writing crime fiction and horror as well for me is, is creating the crime, you know, whether it's uh, a heist or scam or a murder scene. It's... Um, yeah, and it has to be something new and edgy and something that, that's very gripping. And, exactly. Um, yeah, that's, 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 the, that's my favorite part. Now, you said you had 17 books. Did I hear that right? Oh, oh seven. Seven. Okay, see, the phone's glitching a lot, so bad connection. That's why I'm verifying. But we can find you on Amazon. 
Chris Roy. You can find you on Twitter. And you're also yes, on, on the radio Twitter. as well? Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at author Chris Roy, and um, I, I manage the Near to the Knuckle Facebook page, the Crimely Press Facebook page. Uh, the, the social media accounts uh, on Twitter as well um, at Crimely Press and at Scatter of Ashes. That's awesome. And uh, if you're interested in what's going on with Her Name is Mercy, uh, please visit the Her Name is Mercy Facebook page. See, we have a lot of pages here. People don't realize an author just doesn't have one Facebook page. We have about ten for different things. It's it's very confusing at times. Yes, um, but mainly my my main account is on Twitter at author Chris Roy. That's awesome. Good. I I like keeping things simple, but I know for a fact, being an author myself, I have about ten social media accounts. And I get confused of what face I'm wearing today for which uh, account I'm using. So, <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that. But it's a really cool story that I've started reading with yours. And like I said, I need to sit down and have time to read the entire story front to back. It's a very gripping, compelling story. Well, thank you. It's. Uh it's, it's my best work yet. Uh, my previous previous works have been crime thrillers and um, uh, crime fiction short stories. This this marks a, a new style for me. Her name is Mercy, and the, the following uh, horror stories in the collection. Very noir, very um, very crime with elements of horror, and uh, it's uh, it's after being mentored by. Uh, my uh, my friend and he's actually one of my bosses, uh, Tom Botter. He's a great great writer, a journalist, and a co-founder of Family Press. Um, he took a look at some of my earlier works and uh, he did not like it. And uh, I'm, uh, he, he told me numerous things that I needed to do to change my writing and uh, told me how to repackage it and that, that sort of thing. And so whenever somebody tells me they don't like something, um, I don't. You know, I don't get my feelings hurt or, or quit. I see it as a challenge. You know, it's like, hey, challenge, okay, so I'm going to I'm going to make this better. And I put some work in. I've been studying a lot of different writers and a lot of books on writing, uh, experimenting with short stories. And so this collection, Her Name is Mercy, is the result, and it's getting great reviews. Uh, we had a blog tour in May that was fantastic. And... Um, yeah, everybody, everybody is uh, very excited about it. Great. I, I love stories that have positive reviews to it, and then you're doing so much to promote yourself as well. So it's, it's the fruit of your labors really beginning to show with this book. I'm very optimistic about this one, and I think people will like it, and I hope that readers will say, hey, you know, what is Mercy going to do next? I want to know more. And I'll write something else. And just a fun fact on Goodreads, which is, this is hard to do, you have a 4.2 star rating out of five stars. That's very hard to get on Goodreads for a new book and things like this. 
Yeah, those those people are not my friends. They are reviewers, bloggers, professionals, and they are brutal in their critiques. They they don't pull punches. So you're right. No, they, they don't. Um, <laughs> I've experienced that with my previous works. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I need to I need to tighten my game up and, uh, and and even dedicate myself even more to writing. And so, um, you know, getting that that score, that star rating on her name is Mercy is is huge for me. It is. It, I don't think our the average reader realizes how hard it is to get to a four star, five star review when it dealing with professional reviewers. It's not something they just hand out and say, here, uh, okay, uh, this is a five-star. It doesn't work that way. Each reviewer is different, and they have different standards that they review by. Uh, during, during the blog tour, um, I was very nervous about several of the bloggers because they are they're brutal in their reviews, and uh, some of the books that they reviewed in the past that I thought were fantastic, they got, you know, three stars or something. I'm like, man, I thought it was five. And so uh, I passed it. I passed. And I was I was just thrilled to death by that. Yeah, I have a couple bloggers I work with all the time, and I send books their way as I can, depending on not how the book is, but how their reviewing style is. And depending on how brutal they are, I might not send them the same book that I would send one that is more, it has good points, but it has bad points, and this is how I review. It just depends on the blogger or the reviewer. Hey, here's a book for you to put on your site or something. What do you think about it? Sometimes I do that for people. Sometimes it just depends because I have this huge network now of, people that I coming out of the woodwork doing the radio and I'm like okay I don't know your style but let me look up how you do things so um, yeah it's um, I have a, a balance uh, what I do I, I mostly work on other people's writing and work to promote their work so I have to it's hard to find time to put in on my, my own writing and, uh, and promotion and stuff my own work Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love what I'm doing at these publishers. Um, we are we're all about getting exposure for emerging writers. You know how it is in indie press. It's not really oh, yeah. about profits. You're not you can't really expect to make money there. It's it's a stepping stone. It's about exposure, getting uh, getting attention to your work. And so um, I'm working on a new project uh, with Near to the Knuckle and the Blood Noir podcast. Um, it was an idea of mine I've had for a while, and what we are doing is uh, we're, we're hosting an audio drama competition. And so I wrote this script, and it's very short, and uh, Mark Slade at Blood Noir had his team of voice actors create an audio clip with the script, and we posted it on uh, Near to Knuckle uh, publishing website. It's BritFiction.co.uk. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we're inviting authors to go, crime and horror writers to go and listen to the clip and write a short story to go with it. Either use the clip as a prompt or complete the script, use the script as an opening and complete the story. And so um, just about 4,000 words or less. 
Um, we hope riders will um, do their best and enter the competition, and, and the winner gets the story made into an audio drama by Blood Noir, and the four runners up will have their short stories published on our online fiction site at close to the phone. .co.uk. And so it's going to be a really great, really great thing for emerging writers. And uh, I hope that if any writers are listening, they will go check that out. Now, when is the deadline for that? Uh, November 1st. The the title is Black Friday. And so we're going to have, from the deadline, November 1st, the winner uh, will be handed over to Mark Slade and his team, and they will they have three almost four we have about four weeks to create the auto drama, which will be released on uh, Black Friday. And so, uh, yeah, we're going to use the the trends. We're going to use uh, the theme for these competitions are going to be based on trends, and so Black Friday is a great one. Yes, it is. No, I ask not for myself because I'm not a horror writer, but I know several authors that are. That's why I was asking when the deadline is because I'm going to shoot that over to uh, my Facebook page and tag like 50 authors. <laughs> so. Perfect. Yeah, anybody, uh, crime, noir, horror, yes, come on with it. There we go. See, I'm more fantasy. I do have, consequently, a... Murder mystery coming out next year, but that's as close to the crime drama as I have gotten. Oh wow! Fantasy is actually my favorite genre to read. I like um, I like Jim Butcher and uh, Robert Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Gimmel is my three favorites. Well, my latest review that I have gotten, unfortunately. Amazon being Amazon has deleted it, but it was comparing my series to the Harry Potter, Star Wars, and um, Games of Thrones all mixed together. It was a really cool review, but it was one of them that Amazon didn't like, so it got deleted on me. I do not like Amazon's latest policy change, it's it's really, it's it's tough for writers. I mean, of course, Amazon has, you know, their own agenda for, mm-hmm. um, you know, publishing and money reasons, but it's, I think it's hurting a lot of, of writers because they are tracking your friends on Facebook and your contacts, whatever, any, way, any possible way they can track you. Uh, right. But here's what Amazon's that your friends not. or family did, they're going to remove it. Yeah, I don't like that. Right. And here's the thing. Authors connect with other authors. Just because we're talking on Facebook doesn't mean we're conspiring with each other. It's we're networking with each other to get promotions for our own work. That isn't us being yeah. friends like friends. We're out there networking. So they're taking our network and saying, well, you can't network with them and have a review by someone you're networking with. But that's how yeah. authors work. You go with the uh, underground musicians, they do the same thing. And Amazon tracks them the same way they're doing authors, and it really, really is hurting the business. I think that, I think in the long run, it may hurt Amazon because, you know, reviews equate to sales, 
And if mm-hmm. they're taking down reviews and they're restricting reviews, well, that, that could ultimately hurt their sales, you know, in a huge way, I believe. Right. Um, they're biting so, themselves in the foot, so, so to yeah. speak. It might not hurt them today, but as things keep going, it's why I ask reviewers to please, please, please go on Goodreads and leave reviews on the author's websites or Facebook sites, Twitter sites, things like this. Post your review. Yeah, I can't speak. Post your review, not only on Amazon, but do a backup. Go that one step further or that one click further. Go to their Facebook page, their Yahoo page, their website, wherever they are, and post that review for them. Authors love it, and it shows Amazon that, yeah, the review is real and it is out there. It's a great way to do it. And absolutely, uh, readers, we, as authors, definitely need your support in posting a brief review, even if it's just a, hey, I really like this book, or hey, I didn't like this book. Just something, a, a sentence or two is all that's needed. Right. Well, that's about as much time as we have today. Unfortunately, we had so much uh, computer issues, but I loved having you on the show. Should you write more books on this genre or, you know, on the other authors that would love to speak to me in an interview, feel free to contact me. And, again, thank you, Chris, for being on Author Talk. Hey, thank you for having me. And Atlanta, good night. Happy reading. And again, you can find Chris Roy's book on Amazon. It's at four and a half stars right now, so it's a great book to read, and I look forward to watching your reviews. Good night.